what's up everybody? I'm Sam. And I'm Ash. And this is the Sam and Ash Experience. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> I had to uh, do it. I don't know why. I swear everybody's going to start singing with you before this is over. Of course. Uh, we have the privilege to have a special guest, our first official guest, Michelle Williams. I recently sent a post letting y'all know about her book called Invisible, A True Life Story. And that is on Kindle Unlimited, y'all. When I tell you this book will have you in all the emotions, I'm not lying. We literally went from our town to the next town over and we were like at chapter two we had to stop because <laughs> my nerves was bad <laughs> and then we had to text her and she was like just remember i'm alive i'm fine <laughs> introduce yourself hi everybody my name is michelle williams and we are going to kind of do things a little differently today um she's gonna give you kind of a brief overview of things that she went through and we'll have questions and stuff and if y'all have any questions for her later, we could do a follow-up maybe. Just let us know. And I think we're just going to jump right in. Do you have anything? Uh, no. Oh, thank okay. you to all of our supporters <laughs> and our parents and friends that share and like and everything. And all our new people, thank you for being here. So let's dive in. All right, the floor is yours. Okay. Um, I grew up in this small town. I'm originally a native Houstonian. I basically uh, wanted to be a police officer from the time I was barely in junior high. I graduated uh, police academy. I had moved to Huntsville, Texas for a while, came back to the small town, and then uh, I had failed my first state test because of nerves. Then um, I had taken a year off to study the test because you have two years to take it. And um, just before I was about to take my second test, I was kidnapped by a human trafficker. In the book, you'll see all the trauma I went through, all the physical and mental abuse I went through. Um, there was no way I could get away. I tried. I don't want to give away everything in the book, but I did get away. I'm here. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of things in this book about um, corruption, lies uh, by the police. Now, keep in mind, I am a police supporter so I can only speak on those particular police officers in my story. Um, we all know every police officer is not perfect, and there are some bad cops out there, and that's just the way it is. It always has been that way. And um, basically, uh, my dreams you know, and my identity were ripped from me, and um, everything that I had planned throughout my life was it never came to fruition because of this experience. I'm just... I'm disgusted already. And, <laughs> I'm just disgusted. And just like she said, with cops and everything, it's just like any kind of working with the public, like nursing or nursing homes or cops. You're going to have those people that are in it because it's their passion, like her, and that want to be there to save people. And then you're going to be, you're going to encounter people that just want a paycheck. Like they know that the benefits and the money is good so that's they just don't care that's me they're just <laughs> <laughs> basically no because you're still broke <laughs> that's true. but you know you have people that you're going to deal with that just they're jaded they don't want to uphold the same they're not in it for the same reasons that they started they have no ethics and morals yeah or you just get beat down seeing the same thing over and over, getting lied to. You kind of put everybody in this box. 
So, you know, with what's going on in this times, we're not just, you know, trying to add to it. But you have to be aware that you might get in a situation that, you know, isn't going to be fair. That you're going to have to fight for, for your life, for your name, you know. And don't give up. You have to fight. Because if you don't fight for yourself, nobody else is going to. And that her story is a perfect you know, you know, showing of this, because nobody really was there to fight. She had to do it on her own, you know, but it's a great book, so. Anything else? That I'm you still think? stressed no. over it. <laughs> I'll be stressed. <laughs> um, sh- we have a few questions, and um, basically, we want y'all to be aware that, you know, she was in police academy. She had the training, and this happened to her, so it could happen to anybody, It doesn't matter who you are, what you do, you could be a victim of this. And especially because there's so many, there are men too, but women and children really have to be aware of their surroundings. Because you could, you always think, oh, that would never happen to me. I live in a small town. Or that can never happen to me. You know, there's people around or whatever the case may be. But it don't be naive because it can happen and it does happen. And that's exactly what happened to me. I am from a small town. And whenever I was kidnapped, there were tons of people around. Mm-hmm. A lot, like she's going to tell like some of the things to look for, some of the things that can protect you, maybe, you know, to prevent this. I know a big one, obvious, it's obvious, but we're all real bad at doing, some of us, is being on our cell phone if we're alone. You think, oh, I'm going to call somebody and have them walk with me. Yes, that person can potentially call if anything happened. But if you're more concerned about the phone, you're not looking around your uh, surroundings. You're not going to be able to, you know, be aware of people around you. So um, here are just some tricks and tips to follow. Okay, so whenever you're in public, you do need to be aware of your surroundings. You need to look behind you. Um, Police officers call it getting flanked somebody coming up behind you. So you do need to look behind you every so often and make sure no one is there. And if you keep looking behind you and you see the same person, you might want to go to somebody and uh, let them know uh, or get out of there with someone like security or whatever. Um, You also need to, if you see someone creepy or lurking near you, look in their hands and see what they have because their eyes don't kill you. Their hands is what kills and hurts you. Okay, and make sure if you can tell they're with someone, go to security. Get out of there, go inside a store, wherever you might be, and call 911. A lot of people don't realize now that you can actually text 911 in big cities. So you don't have to call. Um, So in many situations, it's beneficial to text 911. It does take them just a few extra minutes to get to you. Uh, but they do respond. They do not take photos, by the way, so don't send photos. Um, you know, you just, you, you got to watch out for these very suave and debonair types of individuals, men and women. And um, those are the ones that uh, are so full of themselves and overly confident, the narcissist type. And you need to look up that word narcissist. There's plenty of videos on YouTube of narcissism. Um, 
guys that try to manipulate you, uh, try to get you on their side. They're just so mushy and so sweet. Oh, you don't believe me? Yeah, you, you don't, don't trust me? me? Uh, yeah. No, I don't trust nobody. Dateline in 2020 has taught me that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's all kinds of things, you know, that you can look for. Um, you know, just, just be aware. Uh, I, I was just telling uh, Ash and Sam that I don't even carry a purse because I don't want them to have something to grab a hold and jerk me down with. I carry everything in my hands. I can drop it if something happens and go for my knife or whatever I might have on me to protect myself. So you just got to be aware. If you have a hinky feeling about a, a place or a person, get out of there. Mm -hmm. Don't ignore that. That is your built-in safety mechanism that was given to you at birth. Right. That's there for a reason. Don't go, oh, it's nothing. Right. That is the main mistake that I made was ignoring that inner voice inside of me. Or don't just say, oh, I just watch too many crime No, you don't. Yes, you might watch a lot of crime shows, but that should make you even more aware. Exactly. So, And then you said something about your uh, trunk. Oh, and, and be careful whenever you open your trunk, especially in like enclosed garages or where there's not many people around because they can push you in that trunk. There are newer vehicles have that little uh, cord that you can pull to open the trunk. And if you have a newer vehicle, find it and know where it's at. And whenever you're driving down the road, lock your car doors, please. Oh, I do. I will lock automatically, mm -hmm. so... I always, and it's so funny, they're like, oh, is that person, so I'm like, no, I don't care. If I'm in a car by myself, I automatically lock the doors. I don't care if it's just a nice looking, like, old grandpa, I'm locking the doors. Because, you know, grandpa could be a savage and just right. <laughs> try to rape yeah. you. Well, but he could have anything on him, too. Right. Mm -hmm. you with. And, and another thing I just thought about is child locks. Oh, God. Child locks are great for kids. If you do not have a child with you, please undo those child locks. Because if you get in a situation and you cannot get out of the car, which is one thing that happened to me um, during this situation in the book, uh, especially if you're able to crawl into the back seat, what are you going to feel like if you can't get out and those child locks are intact? Mm. I've been in a car with things. child locks and it sucks. So I'm like, mm -hmm. I can't get out. Yeah. I even hate it. Like if we're just riding together and I'm in the back seat and I can't, I couldn't imagine being in a position of being taken and having that. I don't like it whenever, like I said, I'm just in a normal car and there's a child. I'm like, get me out. I can't mm -hmm. get right. out. That's right. Especially if, um, like in the big city, like I've, I lived in Houston for three years. So it's, Especially, and I took an Uber, mm -hmm. especially you have to check, if you're going to get in the backseat, like I usually do, um, when I've taken an Uber, check the child lock on the back. That's right. Because, because like, that's freaking scary. Like, if you're with this person, you have no clue yeah. mm -hmm. who this person is, just some person that's driving you around, and you can't get out, that's like, that's and, like a big thing yeah. too. Just And don't be afraid to take that person's picture and send it to You can screenshot people. it. Uh, always take a picture of their license plate. And that, that's something else. I actually used to drive Uber. And a lot of people, they'll just see a car pull up and you make eye contact with them and they just get in the car. Yeah. yeah. I, used to, I used to drive Lyft yeah. at one time. Just a little bit. So but. you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just, you know, match up the color of the car. Match up the plate number. Right. If they don't have a plate on the front, Tell the driver to hold on, walk around the back, and match up the plate. Yeah. 
there are a lot of shady Uber drivers out there. Uh, I, I can't really elaborate because it's just not the right thing to do and for, to the public. But uh, I've seen them. I've, I've heard them at the airport talking, you know, in the, in the Uber parking lot. Yeah. You have to be careful. Some of those guys will send other people their calls or give them the information and they've been using Uber and Lyft for some human trafficking purposes yep. and kidnapping purposes. That's, that's so you've got to be careful. Match up that face before you get in there. Yeah. Make them say your name and ask them, what is your name? Don't you ask them, are you John or Karen? You know, yeah. <laughs> say, what is your name? Just a little things. It might seem inconvenient at first, but it's something that could potentially save your life. So just be smart. And don't be a Sam because I'm oblivious. <laughs> Sam is so oblivious to stuff. Oh my God. I used to tell her all the time when we first became friends, you have got to look at your surroundings. It's like, I mean, a big celebrity could be like in your line or something. There you wouldn't one, know. There was know. one in her line, which was a trip. They were like, what did that person, what was their physical features? Like, what can you say about the person that you just checked out? I'm like, she has no clue because she like, is like oblivious, you yeah. know? So, I'm like, you can't I've do learned that. to be more because you always think that wouldn't happen to me. Like you watch these things all the time. Oh, that's that. You know that can't happen to me. I'm. You know. And a lot of people say that, and it, and it happens to them. Right. You know. So just prevent this. You know, we could fight it because even if it's just a few people on the podcast, it's like the pyramid scheme. Those people will tell those people, and those people will tell some other people. Just we got to take care of ourselves. You gotta and take our care kids. of our, and our, yeah, our children. Especially our children. Our children. Yeah. They're never too young to learn about this type of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's stranger danger and all this other stuff. But you have to remind them as they get older, especially whenever they become teenagers and they're on this social media. Mm. Human trafficking is the most lucrative business in the world. Yeah. Yeah. There's five different types of human trafficking, but today we're talking about sex trafficking. But you guys, this is real. Evil is in the world. Yeah. And you know, it's getting to the point where if you are a pharmacy technician, at least for us and some other businesses, they're actually doing making you do a continuing education for sex trafficking. That's how big the, the situation is getting is finally getting heard. And uh, you just have to educate yourself. You know, you always want to say, Oh, I'm strong. I'm an independent woman. I could do this. But you know, if you really are strong and independent, you have to know that it could happen to you. Right. You, know, like, you, have you can to always be a statistic. I mean, you're yeah. not above it. So. Right. And also, like, um, so we talked about knowing your surroundings. If this has happened to you and maybe you got out of it, maybe not to the extent of Michelle's story, but you have been in a relationship with somebody that has maybe... Uh, opens you up to their friends or even a relationship with somebody who pushes themselves on you just because you're in a relationship with somebody does not mean it's not right no is no regardless if you're dealing with coming out of this and this is one of the questions that i had is um what is the hardest part about getting back to normal you know i asked her this question and she's gonna let y'all know but just know that you could always get help. You are not just a statistic. Yeah, not you're not just alone. Some, you know, there are people that feel your pain. And 
in the back of her book she has a lot of helplines and stuff like that I could go on about this book but you know there are places and there are people that know what you're going through and sometimes repressing it it seems easiest but it'll come back there's going to be triggers I'm sure you know I've never dealt with something like that but I'm sure you need to talk about it find somebody that's maybe not close to you because it's hard to look somebody close to you and explain something and, and maybe and you just need somebody that's on the outside yeah because they've never been through it they just want you to get over it or something or like move on or you need to stop thinking about that but no you need to talk about it so and like i said i've never been through it so i'm gonna go back to michelle so she could tell you because she does have experience with that so we'll let her explain um for me i, I didn't have any support from my family or, or my friend uh, nobody and i have to say that uh counseling is the most important thing that you can get if you cannot afford counseling uh if you are in, currently involved or previously have been involved in human trafficking or was abducted by a human trafficker you can go to any anti-human trafficking agency and you enroll in their uh in their agency most of them will provide you with free counseling if you were a kidnapping if you are a kidnapping survivor or in human trafficking your local police department can provide you with victims uh, crime victims compensation act funds and also you get free counseling through that as well um, that is just another yeah so you're not alone they'll get you help somebody's gonna help you call me and i'll do something right call me <laughs> yeah I mean, we'll talk about if you if you attend church also you can get counseling through your pastor yes of course and it is I'm sure it's hard to trust again after this, but, you know, sometimes you just have to, you just have to talk about it. Find somebody that you can trust. Even if you have to go to many and many different counselors, find the one that fits you. Just because you have one doesn't mean that's the one that is going to fit you and your needs. You have to find somebody that you can talk to. Yeah, I went through three. I'm on my third one. And she is outstanding. Awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Is she the one that talked you into doing the book? Yes. Yeah. She gave me my courage back. Yeah. And I was so afraid to write the book and because I didn't think people would believe me. And that's one of my most biggest fears because in the book and after the situation, uh, so many people didn't believe me. And so that's one of my, my what you guys call triggers. Mm-hmm. Uh, now is whenever I feel like somebody's not hearing me or not believing me, I get really emotional and I get really upset yeah. because I... I want to be heard. I'm just as valuable as anyone else. Right. Mm-hmm. How's your life now? Well, um, I do little things like this. And uh, I wrote a book. I'm a published author now. Nice. And nice. Uh, I have a commercial driver's license. Um, I do a lot of little goals. I used to be a medical assistant. Mm-hmm. Me too. And, yeah. And I uh, graduated with honors. Me too. All right. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of things. So lately, uh, since I've, I'm now a published author, um, I think my next step is uh, doing something in law. Mm-hmm. Like, not necessarily an attorney, but some sort of a legal aid or something like where I can aid people. And that would be, yeah. that'd be, that'd be good. Especially to be there to listen to yep. somebody and not, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that'd be good. Um what about your children? Have you ever, I'm assuming they've heard your story. I just told uh, my adult daughter, um, maybe 
a year ago. Oh, really? And oh, my wow. daughter never understood why I was so overly protective of her look. She was at a junior high dance, and I showed up. They're doing the Macarena, and I'm, like, across the room, and I wave, and she's, like, so shocked that I'm <laughs> there. And I'm like, you always act like your mom's there. Be careful who you're talking to. Right. You know, and it just went on for years, and she's like, you're so overprotective. And whenever I finally told her what happened, I mean, she just busted out in tears, and she goes, I'm Aww. so sorry that happened to you, but it does explain a lot. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, it explains a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you definitely need to read the book, because, like I said, I'm so stressed. I tried in the book, literally, when we were reading it, because she would read it to me when we were on our way to uh, Gandhi one day, and um, for a second... And this is the struggle. For a second, I tried to put myself in your shoes. What would I do? How would I react? And one, you can never do that because it's unfathomable. You can't put yourself in somebody's shoes. But I tried and I almost had a breakdown. I'm like, See, you know. I know because we had to like stop. We were like, because when, when I read a book, I always put myself there. Yeah. That, that's just how you do it, you know, because you want to get into the story instead of just reading words. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I was like, my heart rate was like up because yeah. I was like, we we're both checking our Fitbit. <laughs> so, so was mine. <laughs> But, yeah, but, but, you know, it, I mean, it's, it's, hopefully it's, this book will reach just one person. Right. And, you know, and, and that my goal will be accomplished if that's work, you know, if that works out. You know, young people these days, they just go and they hook up. They don't even know each other's last name, you know, and all this stuff. And, you know, you've you got to learn that, that social media and the internet is not how you interact with people. It's not natural. Yeah, it's you know, not. you gotta get to know each other. And dating guys is not hooking up, right? Or talking over the internet. Dating is having a guy come into the house, knock on your door, come pick you up, open your door to the car, take you to the mm-hmm. movies and dinner. You have to learn to respect yourself. Yeah. And young ladies, always please. You know, this is something really important that I want to say. You are the prize. The guy is not the prize. He's the provider for the house. Think of all the things that we do. You know, we have the children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we provide the home and we we make the home. No matter how feminist you may be or whatever, the fact is the woman is the one that makes the home. And you know, we're the prize. You know, I, I and I just see so many women chasing after men and men are, are natural I guess what you want to call hunters or whatever mm-hmm. they want to do the hunting they want to do the pursuing respect yourself yeah and this is the new age you know you have your old school but if you are going to meet somebody we've always had this thing because that's pretty much all you could do nowadays nobody meets up at a place you know it's always online it seems make sure you have a system tell people where you're gonna go meet up in a public do not go anywhere where nobody knows where you're at and god does don't take a drink from anybody no please um make sure that it's just a meeting don't go out if you do go out to eat but make sure like i said like she said don't drink after anybody don't go to a bar let that be a later thing get to know you because you don't know their intentions and and arrive arrive early get there about 15 20 minutes early don't call and say you're there until you get inside and get a table Mm -hmm. even if you said that you were going to meet up outside go in and get a table tell them it was too hot outside or you weren't comfortable or you know you didn't want your car running that long and then just text him this is where i'm located at inside the restaurant Mm -hmm. and then whenever you get done don't walk out with him just tell him you're meeting your roommate and you're going to stay at the table and it was nice meeting him yeah 
And make sure, don't let them know your car right. number because they can get your plate number. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's public information. And don't just leave. Sit there, you know, lock your doors, make sure nobody's following you. If you feel like somebody's following you, go around the block. Go to the police station. You know, Call go, something. Because you never know. It's so easy to be taken. And think about this for a second. Who are you going to be more willing to go with? Somebody that looks well-dressed, put together, handsome, or somebody that looks like they could be a serial killer. Not all these people <laughs> are going to be just trashy old guys wearing, hey, my t-shirt says, hey, I'm a rapist, follow me, I got some candy. <laughs> they don't do that, okay? Like, you're going to have these handsome, debonair guys. They're the ones that get you. Right, and because they're, you so, they're so smooth. And you're just yeah. like, you know, he couldn't do People, he's He's too put together. I he don't want you to be a statistic and have to say later, I never saw it coming. Well, <laughs> duh. These people aren't going to make it easy for you to know that they're a trafficker or a pedophile or anything, a, a rapist, whatever. It's not gonna, They're not going to have it on their shirts or their visors or whatever. That's why you have to listen to that voice inside yes. of you. That, I can't stress that enough. That is the main thing. In my book, I say, if I could tell everyone in the world one thing, it would be that. To listen to that voice inside of you. It is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. So, don't be a statistic. And if you are, know that, one, it's probably not your fault. Don't blame yourself. It happened. Two, just, you know, fight for yourself, honestly. Cause it, it's, it's not anybody's fault if they get raped, yes. a male or a female. And just, uh, I want to say also that human trafficking uh, attacks every group or, or, that you can find. Male, female, LGBTQ, everybody. So children, everybody. children, yes, yeah. and children are one of the the most uh, sought after, and yeah. it's really which sad. I don't understand that that is like and so that's disgusting like the highest to me. Price, really. Like, it's, like, what do you find, especially pedophiles? What do you find attractive in a kid? I'm saying a, a baby. Like, I, mean, I don't understand. I'm sure that. a lot of y'all because we all like true crime, so we've all seen Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein. Ryan, Epstein. We've all seen he was a human trafficker. Sure you was. look at this guy, he is put together, he's rich, he has all these things, but yet he was doing all these nasty, despicable things with children. And documentary is true, there's a lot of political. So you never know, that's my thing, Like you never know who it could be. They're not going to have a red line around them saying, you know, pedophile or whatever. Just be aware. And also, if y'all support, she has a bunch of organizations in the back of her book, like I said. If you have money or donations, they're not asking for it. But a lot of good ones is, one is Thorn. And yeah. that's a lot for children trafficking, you know. If you want to know how you could help or if you want to know what you could do, if you feel inclined, you know, look at trafficking. You know, we're going through this... We're going through this time where people are looking at black lives and black lives matter. And yes, they do. And hopefully we'll get that. I'm sure that will be a long battle. But after that's taken care of, and I hope it's soon because it's ridiculous. But I really want to get people to get on this trafficking and start somewhere because it's so rampant in this world, you know. Uh, trafficking is, it feels like nobody talks about it. It's uncomfortable. Nobody wants to talk about rape. Nobody wants to talk about 
the potential that somebody could kidnap you or, you know, take you or anything like that. But it needs to be talked about. It needs, something needs to start, you know. And I feel like it's just going to take things like this. People standing up and telling their story and people listening and actually doing something with anything that's oppressed or, you know, black lives or anybody that needs to be heard. We all need to stand up, but not for them because they need to have their voice heard because they're the ones going through this, but with them. We need to stand beside each other and really start fixing things because it's crazy. Yes. My soapbox. Get out the soapbox. <laughs> pushes you off. <laughs> I'm just passionate about it. Like people that have no voices, like it just makes me want to be their voice even more. You know, mm-hmm. um, especially the people in trafficking and that have been hurt. They feel like they have nobody on their corner. And it's just like, I'm here. I don't not know you, but, you know, and I might not can do something, but I'm here and I'm with you. And if knowing somebody's there with you is helping you, you know, with the courage of doing something about it or talking or going to a counselor, email us. You know, Definitely we'll be email here. Email us. I mean, we'll be here to, to listen to you. Yeah. You will be the shoulder to cry on. Yeah. Or just to tell somebody. If you feel like you have no family or friends or... No support system. I cannot talk today. Yeah. Just email us. We'll be that support. We'll be there to listen. Maybe getting it off your chest is the start you need, you know. This is the heavy one, but it's needed. Sometimes you have to talk about the heavy to get things rolling, to get, you know, voices heard, to be the change. And that's what we're trying to do. You got to be the change that you want to see. Yeah. So. It's not just going to happen. You can't just will it. You have to make hard choices, have those hard discussions. I think this is it, unless you have anything else you want to... No, just please go buy my book. It's Invisible, A True Life Story by Michelle Williams on Amazon. It's a Kindle ebook and also paperback. Yes. It's worth it. Like I said, I cannot get enough of it. And I'm not just saying that because she was my mom's childhood friend. I know know her, you know, what just met her, so... But, again, from chapter one, it's, like, intense. It's, like... (laughs) And like she says in the beginning, she's a southern country girl. Or writes like she speaks like I do, so... Yeah, so don't flame her on grammar, okay? (laughs) (laughs) It's not about the grammar, it's about the story. (laughs) That's so true. Know that she's out and she's better and she could help change the world, potentially. Not putting that burden on your shoulders. <laughs> Michelle's like, uh, I just want to tell my story. <laughs> I also have an email at the end of the book. Yeah. Uh, if anybody wants the actual redacted police reports from this book, I will email them to you. Just know uh, that they are going to. They came to me redacted, so I'm not going to redact anything after that. Uh, it's just I believe it protects the officers' names and. Uh, that's about it. Really. Oh, they need to be protected from these hands. Because well, when I tell you, <laughs> all those officers are retired now. Oh, I can go to retirement real quick. <laughs> so but, we'll oh, show up at the house with the hands <laughs> locked and loaded. Yep. Um, if you want to go ahead and shout out any socials or emails, uh, right now you could do okay. that. Okay. Uh, my email is M, like Mary I. I'm sorry, that's wrong. It's edit, 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 edit. edit. <laughs> it's m.williams.houston at outlook.com. 
Um, and of course, we have ours, Ashley, you know the drill. So, again, we have a brand new Facebook page. It's called The Sam and Ash Experience. We have our email, which is samandash.expodcast at gmail.com. Again, we want listener tales. Quit being crazy and send us <laughs> listener tales. Thank you. Um, we also have our Instagram, which is samandash underscore exp underscore podcast. And also Twitter at Sam and Ash P O D C A one. So, Get at us. <laughs> I'm gonna at you in a minute. Would you? You are violent. <laughs> I'm fired up. <laughs> <laughs> and violent. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I hope you like this uh, episode. It's something different, like I said, but needed to be told. And get the book. It's great. Kindle Unlimited or the actual book is great to have too. Um, so there's no reason not to. No reason. <laughs> Especially not if to. you like true crime, because like I said, this book will have you ready to spit fire and start throwing hands. And I'm still stressed. <laughs> so just know I'm <laughs> still stressed. She's literally sitting beside us. I know, and I'm still stressed. <laughs> I'm not stressed. <laughs> She's not stressed, but I'm stressed out still. So yeah, so we hope y'all have a good week. And if y'all have any questions, just shoot us an email. Anything for Michelle, email her or email us and we'll get to her. And we, it was a pleasure having you on. It was we, a pleasure being here. Yay! We loved having you. Um, so we're going to get out of here and we will see y'all next week. Bye! Okay, bye!